Welcome. I don't know about you, but that uh, bumper gets me every time, like, no turning back. Like, I love this series. I love everything that we've been talking about and just the idea that I've decided, I've decided to follow Jesus. And that's it. So that's what we're going to talk about even more today is how, I, how that comes into play, how that looks as we speak about risking it all, no turning back. I've decided, and that's it. So I'm going to risk it all for it. If you're anything like me, um, I love I love the series that we continuously go through, and and I'm the person that like I I, I don't just come to church, I don't just come and, and hear a cool message and sing some fun songs, and like I have this thing that I'm like I'm inside of it. When I'm watching a TV show, like I'm inside of it. Like I want to be a part of every facet. And so in this series, for me, like most, it's it's transformational. It's it's one piece of the puzzle along the way. And so like a couple weeks ago, we were in Dig a Well, right? And I, as the one, I was, I'm gonna be honest with you and, and the kids know this and you probably know this, is like every time I get up here, I bring everything that I am into this one thing. I bring, I bring everything that I've been talking about with the kids with me today and those same mind frames come into play here. And I bring the, the, the things that I've been struggling with in the week's to pass, and I bring that with me too. So like, you get to see me walking through some things as I'm talking to you. So if that's good, great. If, if you need me to work on that, I'll do that. But this is me. So take it or leave it, I guess. But anyway, a couple weeks ago, we, we were talking about digging a well, and I'm walking through some tough things. I'm walking through some deception. I'm walking through some things that were really trying, some, some things that the enemy was trying to do in my life trying to derail me, trying to get me to focus on other things. And the word that morning that the Lord gave to me, and I'm sure he probably gave it to you guys too, and maybe Justin even spoke it, but this is what the Lord kind of showed me that day was, sometimes you have to take that spoon and you gotta dig through a lot of dirt and a lot of lies and a lot of deception that the enemy brings in to get you to come off of the truth of who God is and what he's done. And the thing that he told me was, you say it all the time. I can't turn back. I've seen too much. So stop listening to those lies. Stop listening and worrying about how others have let you down or how, how these things aren't gonna put together and do what I've put you on this earth to do. I've saved you from too much. It's time to go. And so maybe the Lord kind of gave you that word that day too, and maybe he's giving you that word a little bit right now. But that is something that had to, had to happen for me to move forward. And like, we can talk about risking it all. And like, I feel like I'm the person that's like, I give you everything and I want to see what you have to do. But oftentimes, at the same time, I start holding on to a few things and going, well, God, if I need you to fix this or well, God, I'm gonna need you to help me out here because I don't know what it's gonna look like. And I think the Lord, what he's calling us to do today is just hand it all over. So I think what the Lord asked me and, and the word that he gave me for today was this idea that you can't risk it all if you don't trust him with it all, right? And as I'm talking to the students the last three weeks, like these things are coming out, right? So if you wanna be everything that God has for you, you gotta do these things. You gotta hand over your hopes and your fears. You gotta hand over your dreams and these hurts. You gotta hand over these, 
your, the traumas that you've walked through. You got to give him your gifts. You got to give him your talents. You have to hand it all to him and say, God, I trust you. And I'm going to risk it all to make sure you are glorified in these things. And in spite of my hurts, in spite of my dramas and traumas, dramas and traumas, in spite of both of them, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to give you those things and say, God, glorify yourself in them. And I'm going to testify of how God is and who God is and how powerful he is and how faithful he is in spite of and because of those traumas and hurts and things that have happened in our lives. And those things I've been sharing with the students for the past three weeks. So those things are gonna leak into today, I'm pretty sure. But the reality is the things that I tell them and the thing that I told them for the last three weeks is this. You have a choice. You have a choice to not be bound by those things anymore. You have a choice for those things not to identify you and make you stuck where you are. And you have a choice to hand those things over, risk it all and say, God, I give you those things. I give you my heart. I give you my pain. I give you everything that's ever happened and I ask you to make it whole. I ask you to make beauty out of ashes. I ask you to step in where, in a way that only you can. Fill that gap, fill that void. Make me brand new. He is the only one that can. But you have to hand it all over. And you have to risk it all. You have to risk your comfort. You, ask, you have to risk that good enough mentality. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You have to risk that and say, God, I'm gonna trust you. And he's faithful. Because the only reason, and I know this in my life, the only reason that I'm standing here today is because one day I said, God, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm tired of being angry all the time. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being bitter. I'm tired of seeing life through this rejected mentality. God, I'm gonna give you everything I got. And I'm just gonna ask you, God, I don't know what it looks like, but I ask you to do something, anything with my life. I've done it my way long enough. God, I have to give it all to you. If you say go, I'll go. Now, I'm thankful at this point, I, I would love to go to Thailand someday, but I don't wanna move to Thailand someday and never come back. Like that, I'm thankful that the Lord hasn't called me to that yet. My wife was a missionary for many years. I'm thankful at this point in my life and in dangerousness, I know this to be true. Every time I say something like that, the Lord says, <laughs> let's go. And I, I would probably do it, I would have to. Even if I didn't want to, I would go. But anyway, all that to say, I'm thankful at this point in my life that I get to hang out with your kids and that is the call that's on my life. But the thing is, I told the Lord one day, I said, God, if you call, I'm gonna go. And whatever you say, I'll do it. And God, guys, you have to understand, like these are, these are dangerous, dangerous prayers because he loves, he loves to challenge us in the things that we commit to, Right? In our risk, he wants to challenge us. And if we, I, I, I do this all the time and I tell the kids, it's, it's, it's sometimes fun, but I'm like, what if we woke up every morning and, and we told God, God, put someone in my path today. Whew, I'm telling you, like, I think he'll do it. And if he doesn't, you're gonna be watching all day, waiting for that one that he puts in your path, right? Because I'm telling you, like, that is risk and when that person is in your midst, you go, am I gonna do this or am I not? It's risk. You risk that person not 
relating to you positively. You risk having that conversation go a, 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 a weird way. You, you risk how you feel. But I wonder if that's what God really wants. He wants us to pray those dangerous prayers and he wants us to kind of put him to the test a little bit. I understand. Oh, don't put him to the test. I get it. But I think he wants us to see what he wants to do and ask him what he'll have us do in him and with his strength. And I think one of the things that changed my life was one day we talked about it last week about Elijah and Elisha. And there was a day that happened in my life where I was on the path, right? And I was doing some cool things, cool things in the church. Uh, I was on the prayer team. I was praying for people and that was great. Um, I was teaching Sunday school and that was great. I love that part. And the Lord just kind of was pushing me a little bit, I think. And I didn't know what the future hold or I may have not done it. But either way, I went to my grandfather and I said, Grandpa, I just, I don't know what the Lord has for my life. But I saw the writing on the wall like Elisha did and, and, and he saw that Elijah's days were numbered. And I saw that my grandfather's days were numbered. And I said, hey, if you would, I would love it if you prayed for me in the same way that Elisha was prayed for. I would love it if you would put your hands on me and pray for that double portion, just in case this is what God wants. Just in case God has something for me, I want your blessing to go with me. I want your spirit to be in me. I want you to be a part of everything that I do at this church and everywhere I go. I want my grandfather to be able to come alongside of me, right? And that's that idea. I'm a sentimental type. I don't know how that makes sense in the real world of how he's actually here or what, I don't care. But I like this, the idea that he is with me and part of him is with me everywhere I go. And I believe strongly that something shifted that day. I believe strongly that the Lord honored my grandfather's prayer. And he honors my request and that risk that I put out. And I said, God, I'm gonna do this thing. And if this is something you have for me, I wanna go. And I think he honored my heart to risk it all to follow him and to be like my grandfather. And I believe that the things that I'm about today and the ways that I can go about things, because I know the person I used to be, and I know that Jesus forgave me and saved me from all of those things, but I also think that the compassion and the gifts and, and the way that my grandfather lived his life and the ways that he loved people and the ways that he was never judgmental of stupid things that happened in his church and, and the ways that thing paid out, I think those things have been able to influence me, for me to love people, for me to not judge, for me to be a little bit more of a broken vessel, to be able to lay myself down a little bit more and not be so hurt, not be so rejected all the time. I feel like he has been a part of every facet of the plan that I've been on. Because I think that the reality of the situation is that, you know, my ministry may not look like his. And I didn't strike the water like Elisha did and then become just this amazing pastor and take over his church. Like that's not the way it is. But I truly believe that I'm the man I am because of him. And I believe that he is with me because I believe that saying yes to Jesus is the thing that he asks us to do. He doesn't ask me to become my grandfather, but he asked me to come alongside and be everything that he's calling me to be. And my grandfather had a piece to play there. But saying yes to Jesus, as we know, is always risky. You never know what he'll ask you to do. You never know what it means to just step in there and say, all right, God, I'm ready. Oof, it's trouble, man. I understand it. 
that's not comfortable sometimes, and it's risky. But I want you to know, I know this to be true. It's not easy. And this road, the more you sell out, the more you risk, it probably won't go as well. It, won't, it probably won't be easy, and you probably won't have a nice road because the enemy is a jerk, and he wants to get in there and try to persuade you. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. But it won't be easy. But I promise you, I promise you, this, wor- this, this work and this life, it'll be worth it, and it'll be rewarding if you risk it all. I promise you that. But it won't be easy. I'm gonna say that over and over again. This life has not been easy. I've had to walk through a lot of different, difficult things. And I get to hang out with these kids who walk through a lot of difficult things. And I'm able to help them in those same seasons and saying, God, I know. I've walked through it. The Lord has done an amazing work and he wants to do it in you. Watch and see what he's done in me, right? And that's the testimony that we talk about. But, but at the same time, I know as we talk about risk, there may be a lot of you that say, you know what? I'm not a big fan of risk. I'm really tight with my money. I'm really tight with my gifts. I'm really, I'm really tight with um, my car. I don't even like to speed. I like to be safe. I like to be comfortable. I don't want to skydive. I don't want to ride a shark. Like, I don't want to do those things. I'm even a, I'm like a conservative investor. I put my, I almost put my, my things in a box and just hope that they magically grow because I don't want to lose it. I get it. I was that way for a minute because uh, I was raised an anti, like, you know, gambling type person, you know what I mean? Because they were like, oh no, you can't put your, your money in a stock market. That's not good. That's, that's gambling, right? I was taught that way. I'm not that way anymore. I met Edwin. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. Anyway. He said, you know, you're not gonna retire for another 60 years. That was a long time ago. I said, yeah, well, you might as well just put it out there and see what happens. So that was good. Anyway, sorry about that one, Edwin. Anyway, back on point. But I think the the thing that we need to hear is that number one, um, life isn't meant to be risk-free. Like, and that's, and, and and I get it, you know, we can joke about, you know, skydiving and, investing and all that stuff. And that's true, because that's innate in our personalities. I get it. But life isn't meant to be lived risk-free. It's not meant. If you want to follow Jesus and never turn back, you have to be willing to risk it all, risking your comfort, risking your talents, giving him everything that you got and making it about him rather than you, right? Matthew 16, 24 says, if anyone anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So this life of following Jesus is about risk and it's about sacrifice. Every day, laying yourself down. Every day, laying your desires, your plans, your dreams, laying it all down and sacrificing those things to follow him and saying, God, I don't, not my will, but yours be done. So today I wanna look at the life of Esther to learn and see what it is to risk it all and how that looks. And in it, we will also find four keys to never turning back. And the first one is this, it's knowing that God has a purpose for your life. Knowing 
that God has a purpose for your life, a unique purpose that he has for only you, that only you can fulfill. And he has that for you. Esther 4, verse 14, the second part says this, who knows, but that you have come to this royal position for, some, for such a time as this. And this is Mordecai talking to Esther. Who knows that you're in this position for such a time as this? Because Israel is in captivity. The Northern kingdom has been taken to Assyria. The Southern kingdom has been taken to Babylon. The Jews have rebelled against God. They've been taken away from their promised land. And he gave them over to these desires and these choices and they've served other gods. And this is why we're in this place. But as always the case, the Lord is not done. The story is not finished and he has restoration always in mind. No matter how far you run away, he has restoration in mind. He can't wait for you to come back. And Esther is a central figure in this restoration story for the Jews. So the story begins as King Xerxes has, um, he's throwing a six month long party. It's a real big one. He has his VIPs from all the provinces. There's 127 of them. He has all of his big wigs here. And the last week of that party, it's like a grand finale. So like we really stepped it up. And the last day of that party, for six months, we built to this thing. He asked his queen at the time to come and hang out with him and his buddies, right? And she goes, no thanks. And as you can, as you can surmise, the king up here somewhere goes, how dare you not come when I call? Hopefully none of us are like that today. But the king's obviously enraged so he banishes her from his presence from then on, right? Okay. But as any king would, he would say, well, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna still have a queen, right? I, wanna, I want a new queen. So essentially, they just run a season of The Bachelor where <laughs> the most beautiful virgins of all the kingdom are invited to come. And King Xerxes has a series of one-on-ones where at the end of such, he goes, Esther, you get the final rose and she becomes the new queen, right? But there's a few key pieces to this story. Number one, Esther is raised by her cousin Mordecai. Number two, they are Jews. But number three, and very importantly, Mordecai tells Esther, don't tell anyone that you're a Jew. Just don't tell anyone. It'll be really important. And she does, she takes his word. And sometime later in the story, Mordecai uncovers a plot to, of these guys to assassinate the king. And he tells Esther, and Esther saves, tells the king and saves his life, right? So that's a key part of the story. And I would encourage you, I don't have time to read all the chapters today, so please go home. It's a great book. It's a great story. Very fun. It's, it plays out like a movie there's a bad guy and like, like, there's cool stuff in there. So please read it. But the point is, is God has a purpose that only Esther can fill. And just like her, we have a choice to say yes. We have a choice to do the things that he's calling us to do. 
Because like, you, like, like we said, like God has a purpose for Esther, an unknown Jewish virgin girl. Sounds familiar, I know. But I think the thing that we need to remember is that oftentimes salvation comes from where you least expect it. And you have to risk it all and you have to say yes because he often, often uses the lowest and the least so that he gets the glory. And I know it's true in my life that I always, and this is not some sort of fake humility, like I know who I used to be. And I know that I'm not something great as it pertains to me and my gifts. I know that. But the Lord's told me over and over again is like the reason why he allows me to do things is because I've never put it on me because I know who I was and I know who I was when I was young. And I know that I never wanted to be up here. I ran from public speaking. They asked me to do it in school and I said, no, I would rather write a 20 page paper than get up in front of people. And some of you, yes, exactly. Some of you loud, I'm not writing a paper. I wasn't good at either, but I knew I would rather do that than that. I failed either way, it wouldn't have mattered. But the point is, he often uses the ones with the least. I went to school, I went to college and they told me that I wasn't smart. This is real life. I wasn't smart enough to be able to look at a passage of anything like scripture or a book and be able to persuade that into some sort of point. Like I didn't, my brain wouldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, I start digging into the word and the Lord gives me these things. And the way that I can stand up here and talk the way that I do is a miracle. It had to be God. And it had to come out of a place of giving it to him, right? Yeah. It's not me. And I'm thankful for that. But the reality is we have to give it away and we have to receive his purposes for our life. But you gotta risk it all. And number two, we have to know. We have to know that Satan is plotting against your life. So this man, Haman, he hates Mordecai and he hates the Jews and he devises an entire plan to kill them all off throughout the whole kingdom, kill them all. And uh, Esther 4 verse 13 says this, do you think that because you are in the king's house, this is Mordecai talking to Esther, Esther, Do you think that because you're in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape? So per usual, Satan is plotting against God's people. He always has. He came after Adam and Eve. He tried to kill off Moses. He tried to kill off Jesus. And then both these series of things was, well, we're gonna kill all the babies, this and this, right? And he's trying to take us out. And that is still true today. John 10.10 says, that he comes only, only, that's the only reason he's here, only to steal and kill and destroy because Satan hates God's people who are made in his image. He hates us and he wants to kill you and he wants to rob you of of his promises and he wants to destroy his plan for your life and he wants to do anything he can to derail the purposes that you were created with. I've often wondered what it is that his plan is. He already knows that he's lost. What is it that his deal is? And I think it's exactly that. Well, I'm just gonna take as many as I can with me. Knowing who the enemy is and knowing what he's here to do should give us power to say, nope, 
or it should give us the strength to say, nope, I'm not gonna let him win, right? It should do that. And so my, my hope for you guys today is please don't let him steal this thing away. Please know the purposes he has for you and please let him, let, let the Lord win. Don't let the, the, the enemy steal these things away. Don't let him derail you. And don't let him persuade you that those things that you've walked through make you not able to move forward. And don't get caught dead in all of those things. Let him win, please. The third thing that we can remember is you must make a choice. It has to be your choice to risk your life. Verse 16 of the fourth chapter says this, I and my, and my attendants, Esther speaking here, I and my attendants will fast as you guys do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. You may understand this from, though it's against the law, right? People were not allowed to come into the king's presence unless they were summoned, unless they were called. So she was risking her life, literally risking her life to go do this thing because they were, you have to go, you have to be the one. Come, come and, and stick up for us, right? You have to be the one. For such a time as this, we've chosen you, right? God's chosen you. But no one was allowed to do what she was about to do. And then the conspiracy theorist that I am would think, well, I wonder if his other queen wouldn't come to his presence, wouldn't come when he called. I wonder if that had a part to play in this story. I wonder if that rejection that he felt the last time when she showed up to be there, to be with him, because his response was not, oh, I'm gonna say, hold on, I'm not, no, it was whatever you want, Esther, up to half of my kingdom, I'll give it to you. The risk, the risk is worth that reward. So Justin shared this actually a couple weeks ago, it was last week, and it really struck me. He said, the greater the blessing, the heavier the burden, right? And I've been blessed with an amazing family, my wife and my two girls, I've been blessed to have them and they've saved me and they've kept me focused on so many things, on, on how I go about my life, about how I go about the things that God has called me to do. Angie especially, she brings foundation to my world because I'm up here somewhere. I'm all, and she's like, okay. She's not a wet blanket. That's not what she is. But what she is is a stabilizing force that I need to keep things in focus, right? I'm so blessed to have them. But there's a burden that comes along with that, right? I have the burden of making sure that they're taken care of to making sure that I keep them safe, to being the man that we've been talking about and the, the, the thing that Justin's about to start with all the men coming together, being that man, there's a burden that comes with that. And sometimes it keeps me up at night. Like, man, what am I gonna do if something goes down? Like, I gotta have a plan in place and it'll keep me up, theorizing all those things. Because with that blessing comes that burden. And I'm blessed to be able to be one of your pastors. I'm blessed to be able to come alongside of you and pray. And I'm blessed to be able to hang out with these kids, the students every week. But there's a burden that comes with walking alongside of them in their burdens. 
There's a burden that comes with walking alongside of them in their traumas and in their, in their addictions or their pain and all the things that they have to walk through. There's a burden in there. There's a burden with digging these wells alongside of you. God called me in that day, the digging of wells. He was like, your job is to come alongside of them. Help them dig wells. If the enemy is filling them all in, you're to come alongside of them and help them dig with them. Come alongside of them. There's a burden that happens in that place. But I need you to know it is a blessing to me to walk these things alongside of you, to walk through life with these kids and to come alongside of them. And I'm happy and enjoyed that, I, that he's chosen me to do these things because I love this life and I love being able to hang out with these kids. And it's changed and saved my life. So I think that in the life of Esther, and in remembering the things that we're talking about, I think that that saying can add another piece, right? Because I think that the greater the risk, the greater the blessing, and the greater the burden. Because there's, to me, you have to risk. You have to risk it all to receive that blessing. And that blessing brings burden, but it's all worth it. It's a heavy burden, but it's worth it. And I see, I see Esther, and she, I, I believe that she's built an altar in her mind of who God is and what he can do. And yes, there's a risk, but she knew, just like I talked about last time with the, the, the three boys and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew what he could do. And I believe that she had built that altar that says, my God is able to save me. And if he doesn't, I'm gonna go down with my people, right? And there's a big risk that comes with that. And she had to make that choice. And she had to have faith. The Jews would die if she didn't. And she may die if she does. But just like Esther, I believe that life and death hang in what we do. Hang in and, and our willingness to accept that call, to accept that purpose that God has for us. What happens if, if you say no? What happens if you say, you know what, I'm not ready. I don't wanna put my faith into action. Will those people hear about Christ? Will they see, will they feel God's love? Will they see his power? Will they see his goodness? Will they see his kindness and his grace? This past week, this past Friday, I got to watch Janiah. Um, yes, it's Queen and Ethan's, yeah? I got to watch her share her story at GMS during chapel. She, was, she decided to share her testimony. And, and then I would tell you that she did not leave any facts out. She sh from start to finish, she shared it all, laid herself bare in front of all her peers, who of us are willing to do that? But she did it. And I remember having a conversation with her last Wednesday and she said, man, I just, I just hope that, there's a re that, that they receive it. You know what I mean? And I know, I, I talk there every now and again. And I know that sometimes it's a brick wall up there that you're like, you're talking and you don't know if you're getting anything, right? Because it's not cool to receive these things during chapel, it doesn't seem, Right? I'm not saying that's always the case, but sometimes you come up against that, right? And Janiah's hope was that there would be a reception and that people would hear her heart and hear her story. And I would tell you that I don't know if all the girls in the whole high school came and talked to her afterwards, but I would venture to say that most of them did. They all received that. 
They all thanked her for sharing her story. There was a lot of snot and tears that were shared that morning because they understood what it was to risk it all. Because now she has to walk through those same halls every day for two and a half more years with everyone knowing every piece of her story. And she said, yup, it's worth the risk. Yup, I've been bullied before, but yup, it's worth it. Because I need these kids, and she's told it to me a thousand times and a lot of these other guys have. I wanna see GMS changed. I wanna see fire running through that school. And Janiah said, yup, I'm gonna be one, right? And a lot of these kids are on the boat with her. So let's not just point, pinpoint her, but yes, that's what she did this past Friday. So will you be like Janiah? Will you be like Esther who made a decision to risk her life to save her people? Are you willing to, what are you willing to die for? Are you willing to risk it all for Jesus? And will you say yes to his purposes for your life? Will you make the choice to risk your life or will you turn back to comfort and be like, well, I wanna stay right here. This is safe. This is comfortable. This is good enough. Isn't it good enough that, that I've made a decision and I'm going to heaven someday? Isn't it good enough? I don't really wanna risk my talents. I don't wanna really risk my time and my money. I don't wanna risk my life to follow him. Evangelism isn't really my thing. I can hear you, I, I'm with you, man. I've, I've seen that, I've done that. But at some point, you gotta say, God, what you've done in my life is worth whatever I'm willing to pay. God, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for taking me from that place to this one. So now, God, I give you everything. I'm willing to risk it all because you risked it all. You gave everything for me, so I have to. I have to give everything for you. What exactly are you willing to give up for the cause of Christ today? My imploration for you today is, guys, it's time to go. We have work to do. The Bible says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We have a job to do, and the Lord is calling you for this reason he created you for uniquely for this reason, to go, to hand over everything and say, God, whatever you will, I'll do. And the fourth promise is this, the Lord is always faithful in your life. When you risk it all, the Lord is always faithful in your life. Chapter four, verse 13 says this, for if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. When you risk it all, he is faithful to show up. When you say yes to him, he is faithful to answer and give you the desires of your heart. It may not look the way that you wished it would, but he is answering and he knowing that he is faithful. And when you serve the church, when you share your faith, when you tell of his goodness and share your testimony and declare his truth, you will see him move in amazing ways. You will see him respond to your sacrifice. He'll bring deliverance. He'll bring, your, he'll bring help. He'll bring healing. And he'll bring blessing. 
and he'll bring the burdens that come along with that. But I promise you, it'll be worth it because you're walking hand in hand with your savior. And he's asking you to do something. He's asking you to go and he won't ask you to do this until you're ready. I promise you that. He's gonna push you, don't get me wrong. He's gonna push you a little bit, but he's gonna give you one step at a time. I know that. If he'd have told me you know, years ago, hey, you're gonna do this, I'd be like, ah, I don't know about that. But he said, no, 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 just pray for people. Okay, now just go lead these, she was one of them. Hey, just go lead these, these kids in Sunday school. Hey, now it's just, just go do this. It's one step along the path. And now all of a sudden, here we are. Who knew? But it's God. And it's us just handing over all of our things and saying, God, I don't know what it looks like. And I don't know what it is, but I give it all to you. And there's three promises that we've walked through and these are true. Our God is faithful when we risk it all for him. And when we risk it all for him, you will see, you will see his purpose for your life. Promises. You will see it. We talked about it last week and this is, my, this is my goal for today and this is my hope for you guys. We talked about it last week and we talked about keep striking the ground. Keep laying yourself down. Keep sacrificing and risking your life because victory is coming in Jesus' name when you do. That's a promise. So this morning, my prayer is please keep striking. Know that the Lord has given you these gifts Know that you have to risk it all in order to take control of everything that he has for you. Know that you can just hand it all over and he is faithful to walk this path with you. And know that he's good. That's something that I've really struggled with for a while, knowing that he's good. In spite of all the trauma, in spite of all the things that have happened that have let me down, he is still good and we can trust him and he is faithful. So this morning, if you're ready to risk it all, I'm gonna open up the altar in a few minutes. The worship team's gonna come. If you're ready to risk it all, I want you guys to just come up front and just say, you know what? I just need to give it all away. If you've lived it your way long enough, man, and you just wanna hand it all back over and say, God, I've made a mess of my life, but I'm ready to give it to you. Can't go any worse, right? I get it. The enemy keeps filling up your holes. If he's keep doing that, if he's filling up all the holes that you keep digging, you feel like you're just wasting away and you need someone to come alongside of you, please come up here. Please come up. We have people that want to pray for you and, and come alongside of you and dig with you. I can't wait. It's a blessing to partner with you, right? But if you would say, I'm ready to risk it all and be used by him, I wanna give it all to him. I want to give you that opportunity to come and just pour out your heart to him. And as you do, I want people to be able to come and pray with you. So one of the things we used to do at, at another church that I was a part of, uh, prayer, team, prayer time looked a little bit different. It was just like, you would just come up to the front and anybody that wanted to could just come pray with you, right? And I'm not saying that's the best thing or I'm not saying it's the right thing, but I think that this morning the Lord asked me to have that happen because I think that a lot of times we just need to know that someone is gonna partner with us. And this morning I know that there's people that want to lay some things down and there's people that want to partner with you. So I wanna give space for that. 
The prayer team is going to be up here. And I'll be up here. But I don't have to be the one to pray. These prayer teams, they don't have to be the ones to pray. Your friends and your family, the people that are close to you, that want to partner with you, I want to give them a, a space to come alongside of you and encourage you. So that's what I'm going to ask. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are worth the risk. Lord, we thank you that everything in our lives you have put in place for our good. And we thank you, Lord, that we have people in our lives that want to partner with us, that want to come alongside of us. And we know that you are good. We know that you are able to do a thing that is unimaginable. You are able to save us in this way. You're the only God. So God, this morning, I just pray Lord, that bonds would be broken, that things would be, that, that chains would be broken, that things would be changed and that people would walk back out these doors differently than they came in. And I pray, Lord, that you would give them the strength in the midst of chaos, in the midst of their biggest traumas and, and troubles to trust you and to know that you are faithful and to know that you're good. So God, I give you, I give you everything I got. And Lord, I pray that you would just allow our people here to lay themselves down, to worship you with all of their hearts, to sacrifice everything in their lives and say, God, I don't know what it is, but I give it to you. And Lord, whatever the reason, whatever the purpose that you have for me, I wanna walk that thing out. Lord, you created me for something and I may not know what it is, but I give my life to you and I'll risk it all for you. So God, we just give it all to you, Lord, this morning. And we just thank you in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you wanna risk it all, just come to the altar and we will have people that will come alongside of you. Love you guys.